0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's late, 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 might Shabbos, this must be Rizcho Darayza. I'm Avram Kivalevich, and I'm here with Rabbi Yosef Gavriel Bechofel. And I want to tell you, I'm not sure if it's Tikkun Rochel or Tikkun Leia when we're talking here now, Um but maybe we're going to be misocking some things, uh, or at least stir the pot up about some things. Yes, if um, you've got your ear to the ground, and maybe uh, the summer ground is hot and swirling now, with a big legal battle that uh, has uh, erupted over this last week. Um, the Frum camps, the Frum sweepaway camps, led by bononchel I would say, a great tzaddik in the sense, Marvin Schick's son, Avi Schick, who has um, been uh, the lawyer that has filed the papers, uh, and I think the injunction uh, is is already in place, to allow the summer camps to be open, to allow the from-summer camps to open. And the thrust of their argument is, and you can read it, of course, in the papers, and you can read it online, uh, that there's a double standard that uh, Governor Cuomo allowed mass protests, even though the threat for the spread of COVID-19 was great, it's incorrect to have that double standard and say it doesn't apply uh, when there's a, a religious camp involved. And also the fact, I think, that what they are saying is is that on one hand, the day camps are allowed to be open. Those are the day camps that you can have all over the city, and maybe even up in uh, in the mountain area. But it's the sleepaway camps, in particular, uh, that he feels need to be closed. And of course, the New York State Health Commissioner, Doctor Zucker, agrees. And therefore, officially, the camps are closed. They are arguing that this is a violation of the First Amendment. This is a violation of their freedom, the violation of church and state, that they are trying to squash religious freedom. Rabbi Yisrael, you spoke on this program a number of weeks ago about how important your camp experience was. What's your feelings on this?
1: What an humble bill, Hashem. What a grubby, racist uh, move by uh, these, these camp operators, including their attorney. It's revolting. It's disgusting. It's in the same spirit as the Zona said to Shlomo HaMelech concerning the baby. Did I come across clearly with that statement?
0: Um, I think I've been hearing what you're saying. You're saying it's a, it's a very great Chilu HaShem is what you're saying?
1: I'm Hashem. Unbelievable. Uh, epic proportions.
0: Yeah, uh, Basically saying
1: uh, our cause for our money-making day camps, which makes money for us, And uh, it's the same cause as the black people protesting police brutality. If they're allowed to protest police brutality, surely we should be allowed to open our summer camps. It's exactly the same thing. Sure, I see the parallel with with full technical clarity. I'm sure somebody does, not me.
0: So, Rabbi Yosef, I I know that you've just come off of... uh, of, of, of a great exercise experience here. So you would seem to be extremely excited about this. So in other words, you feel that this is the wrong way to go. Totally, correct?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, uh, again, I, I, maybe I didn't come across clearly. It's not just wrong. It's a, chil Hashem, it's a terrible thing that they're doing. Is that more clear?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, you're you, you, you preaching to the choir over here. I, but I, I would say it a little bit different. I don't know if I would say oh, it's a great civil, Hashem. I, I think we got to, again, it, it, I think what, it, you're right, it is definitely open to terrible misinterpretation. Uh, by the way,
1: you know, I want somebody sent me tonight on my group, the so Yatei had a poem about this and they had a, you know, about how terrible Cuomo is and what a race, what a anti-Semite is and what was their illustration? Those wonderful people's Yate. they had Mario Cuomo's lay, foot on the neck of a young young poor Jewish camper who's saying I can't breathe. Yeah, I I
0: didn't see that. And
1: isn't <laughs> that amazing? What, what what is her what is her what is her become this is Judaism? This is Muslim? This is Migos? This is what our society has come to. It's insane.
0: Yeah, I you know, I, I I did not see that and I would have been as shocked as you are. Um Maybe if it wouldn't be two o'clock in the morning, I'd be as uh, I'd be as up in arms as you. But what I would say is is that yeah,
1: to be saying I was told that Pinny Lipschitz does not listen to people who don't buy his paper. So I guess my protesting would not do anything. But if maybe Pinny Lipschitz listens to Rishka Doraisa, and if he does, you should know that I am Michael, be Kol against this preposterous and terrible chil Hashem, which his paper has what in this country.
0: Um, let, let me ask you another question, Yosef. And, I, and it's a tremendous macho, and I definitely accept it. I, I just want to talk about it in a little different way, which is don't you agree that we've got to be really careful about our political protexia and when we invoke it? Uh, I'm not sure if the good is behind it or what, but, but I think there's that, uh, you know, we've got to be really careful. Uh, I, I, I think you were, you know, when we decide to to turn something into taking it to the supreme the new york state supreme court or whatever it is they're taking it to you know we really are wasting our chance for the real big important problem down the road so yes right. i agree i agree in terms of Chil Hashem, yes no yes okay maybe but i really think it's stupid <laughs> because we're there's going to be a lot more important things right. i believe
1: right it's absolutely i agree 100%. in terms of real politique Henry Kissinger would be saying we're lunatics, and it's just going to what's going to happen is uh, from trump Jews are going to just come off as being Trump, Trumpist, right-wing nuts who will have no credibility with the Democratic machine, which rules New York State. They're just for even from so therefore even from a simple, pragmatic perspective, this is just downright stupid.
0: Yeah, I, I would also want to point out though. I think mean, I, I, at the top of the show, I mentioned you know your camp experience. You know, I've talked many times. Because of you, <laughs> about my childhood and my youth and the type of day camp experience I had, and I didn't have anything like the, the summer camp experience of the average New York kid. But they are claiming that this is more than just fun in the sun and going out and learning, you know, uh, how to uh, uh, how to start a campfire and catch fireflies. It's a checker.
1: And- it's a checker. The, listen, the average from kid in, in New York nowadays cannot even afford to go to summer camp. When I was a kid, we went for two months the entire summer. Nobody can afford to go for two months anymore. And most kids are precluded from this because it's extremely expensive to go to summer camp. So we're talking about either the Hasidic kids, which is probably the true lobby for this, or the Krem de la Krem of the Litwishya world which can afford to spend time in camp and is not at the same time in Yeshiva to Tisha or Chodesh So really we're fighting the fight, I think, of the Hasidic camps and a small number of non-Hasidic. Not fighting for Moshe Moshe, they're closed. So who are you fighting for?
0: Yeah, well, I would say also, like I said, Rabbi Yisif, and, and is that, is it a religious experience? I Again, here's where I also, what bothers me. And I, I, I have here, we're screen saving. I'm actually going to go add a screen save because I want to be able to see you even better. Um, but on the screen I had before, I was trying to read what the gist of their argument was. And part of their argument I think is, and perhaps I'm not, I'm doing them an injustice. I'm not quoting them verbatim is that it isn't, it is a very much a religious experience and it very much is a, a very important one. And I think we've talked on this show about when you did your mea culpa, that there are various ways children learn. And I agree that this is important, but to really paint it as a religious experience that's being denied I think is especially look the camps will come back, Mirzah. there will be a vaccine next year, and Nebuch, this was a year that people couldn't go. But you know, I think the argument that this is such a crucial part of their our religion uh, is something which doesn't sit so well with me. Maybe it's because I never experienced it. Uh, I know you're, you're you're enraged, but do you think there's any merit to that? That this is an, an important religious experience?
1: No, Even- no, no, whatsoever. At this point, none whatsoever. No whatsoever. Back in the sixties, yes, maybe. Back in the seventies, yes. At this point in the time, it's not uh, irre- irrelevant. Back in the sixties and seventies, camp was an integral compo- component of the experience because the day-, day schools fell short in certain areas, and uh, homes sometimes fell short in certain areas. Today, that we have, there's no such issue. For the again, for the firm camper, there's no such issue today. And uh, by and large, I think most yeshivas discuss- discourage camps nowadays because they provide you know, alternative experiences, or because they go. Too long for kids to go to camp or to be counselors in camp. I wanted to add one thing, though, to what I said before, before I forget, which is that I have been told that Rabbi Avi Shafran uh, came out against this uh, article, this poem in the and he made a Macha against the cartoon. and I wanted to give credit where credit is due that Rabbi Shafran deserves uh, accolades for sticking out, sticking up for what's right and what's wrong.
0: So Avi Shaffer, not as an official Aguda a spokesman, but just no, as. I think
1: official, a good, no, I think it's an official Aguda spokesman. I don't think anything he publishes is not an Aguda <laughs> mouthpiece.
0: Uh, uh, so in other words, this um, association of Jewish camp operators is, 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 as you say, you think they're basically just out for the big guilt that these camps are going to be yes, able to I siphon off from people.
1: I think when have found this organization maybe 40 years ago, they had no idea that this is where it's going to lead. And I think it was probably more abundant for 40 years because it wasn't really necessary. Never heard of it before. Yeah.
0: Well, again, I think that uh, I, I'd love for us to really – people have commented that they love the way we've been going at it in the last couple of weeks. I don't have any – I have no qualms with you. Again, I don't have the same
1: uh, – I, I, I like they- what you told me before – no, I like the quote you gave me before the show. I think you should say it on air. A cough was crabby, but he's they enjoy him when he's crabby. What did they say?
0: The exact quote. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, that was on last week's program, which uh, uh, we always want to tell everybody to come to to watch or to see. <laughs> I, I don't think I I don't think I have enough bandwidth to put on the video, but uh, I think people would probably enjoy that as well. <laughs> yes, here is the exact quote of a uh, of a great listener, very bright listener, and this is what he said. He said the following. Beckhofer was very crabby. It makes him kind of compelling, though, in a weird way. <laughs> okay. So, I
1: okay, so like that you're crabby.
0: like that you're crabby. Okay, uh, here's the last thing uh, for tonight. tonight we, because We want, uh, we
1: want to give listen the listeners mon- their money's worth.
0: Yes, okay. Here's the last okay. thing. That. I read an article over Shabbos that I... Uh, I, I, I Picked up with a lot of enthusiasm, actually.
1: By the way, uh, you and, saw the email I sent you, which landed you a left Oh, yes, yes,
0: yes. I did see that. And uh, it was very, very nice to, yeah. to see that we are um, reaching people all over. People have, are stumbling onto us and discovering something unique and different in the uh, podcast world um, and liking it. The uh, I read an article uh, over Shabbos uh, written by David Denby, who is a uh, film critic for The New Yorker. And uh, he had been extremely bored and and, in a difficult situation. And he signed up, uh, and he's in his mid-70s, and he signed up for a course in Colombia, a literature course. And the other people that were taking the course with him were 19- and 20-year-olds, and they were actually uh, going through in depth, really Be'il and Rav, Dostoevsky's classic, Crime and Punishment, uh, and, and he writes beautifully there, and I, I'll put a link to it in the show notes, about his discussions with all these kids, Raskolnikov's intent, and how it's relevant to today. And this is the third time he's done something like this. Uh, he's taken a course. And it was great for him. And he praises the teacher. And I'm sitting there listening to it, and re- reading it, and thinking to myself, this is a great thing that here's a, a senior citizen, a man, you know, approaching his, in the 70s, approaching his 80th the year, and going into the heart of alumnus in his world, which is literature and reading it and understanding it and being toe-to-toe with a lot of other young people and not just going to some shuffleboard game. Um, and it, and I, I thought that there's, I, I think, and this is really totally a different subject, but I was wondering why, you know, I I, I gave a Eirach Yomim Shir for 20 years uh, um, in Chicago. And, no, not 20 years, but uh, about 10 or something years, 10 or 12 years. And why don't you think that older people, I mean, we talked about ourselves being old and crabby. Why can't older kevra be part of a yeshiva? In other words, when, when this is over, why is it that the great...
1: I, 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 Listen, listen, I have a lot to say this, especially because I've, I've been dealing through a job which we once held in common through uh, arts with the yeshivas which have been off for the past uh, weeks and how they've been dealing with the situation and it's directly relevant to what you're talking about. A and Simcha, but this will be a topic for now.
0: Okay, so I I want to <laughs> float the balloon, and I want, yes. and if people want to hear about, about this, this. And, yes. and and I think, let me just say, I know that you are a, a great architect of, of of education in this sense and working with arts, but I, I wonder, I wondered, I just want to float the balloon about this idea, and
1: no, I agree, I, I agree, no, no, and, it's a and, and, and,
0: and, and, and again, the, the idea that I'm, I'm after is is there an element of yeah, ageism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there an yes. element of, of, of prejudice and ageism? It's yes. not letting
1: an older Rabbi, guy come. Next week we're going to discuss. Next week. How we're, oh. how, we're, how we're going to discuss how we're going to found our yeshiva and how we're going to work it. I have nice. the plan. Next shot. Next week's
0: All right. Let's hope that we get through. Uh, and the great July 4th <laughs> coming up. A, okay. a, a, and a, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the Lubavitcher and yard Art Sites. This is Avram Kimmelovitch. Okay. This has been a very rushed and exciting angry version thanks for joining we'll us for another episode sentence. from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode